0: Ross Tucker football podcast. This is a monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings. It's also a new week here on the Ross Tucker football podcast, which means as we get closer to the Christmas holiday, we will have a spread the word winner on Christmas Eve. We'll have a sponsor confirmation email winner on Christmas Eve and we will have a YouTube shout-out winner on Christmas Eve. So can't wait to give some of you some of these awesome press passes. Give a little gift to yourself or somebody else. Just spread the word via social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, or get yourself something real nice, like a new wedding band from Manly Bands, or some life insurance from Ladder. There's a lot of different things you can get into on uh, this week from a holiday standpoint or just go ahead YouTube shout out youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL love 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 doing those videos for you guys it's big show time
1: the big show overall themes anything else you want to mention week 15 in the NFL
0: yeah there, there's a lot Bri. Uh number one how about the game postponements as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, I am still in my house in central Pennsylvania. I never made it to Cleveland on Saturday or on Friday, I guess I should say. Like I was going to drive there. I got an inkling after the show. Hey, just hold off. Don't drive to Cleveland quite yet. Found out the game was postponed. Now, Brian and I are recording this super early. Brian being a rock star as always. But it's 6.15 a.m. And 10 minutes after we're done recording, hitting the road. I am heading out to Cleveland, the land, as they call it. I don't know how many stations we'll be on. It's a little bit different when you do it during the week. But today at 5, I will be calling the Raiders at the Browns. Critical game for both teams. Raiders could still be right there in the playoff mix. And the Browns, I believe they could be in first place in the AFC North if they beat the Raiders today. What a jumbled, wild, really kind of fun division when you look at the AFC North. I mean, it's it's hard to believe that's where we're at, but that's where we're at. So that's one. Obviously, the Eagles and Washington got postponed until Tuesday at 7, as did the Rams and the Seahawks. So, but even though they pushed those games back, I don't think they're going to push others back because they now have a bunch of new rules. The big one being no more testing asymptomatic players. So if a player doesn't have a symptom and they're vaccinated, they got to be vaccinated. If you're unvaccinated, you still get tested every day. But if you are vaccinated, you don't get tested unless you have symptoms, which kind of means I think that there will be a decent amount of players in the facility hanging out that, are positive, that have would have a positive COVID test. So I don't know. That's that's the direction they're going. I don't know enough about it. Sounds like, you know, most of the guys don't have any symptoms because they're vaccinated. Uh, so pretty interesting. Uh, it's a total swing by the NFL and the NFLPA. It's like they're, they went from NFLPA saying we got tests every day to now they're not going to test at all. Uh so that's some of the off the field stuff. So we got a game tonight and we got two more tomorrow night. I don't know what that means for power rankings, going to affect them. Maybe we can switch Andrew, I don't know, cuz it it uh it throws us off from a power ranking standpoint. I will work on that. Then you've got the Lions and Saints among other teams proving any given Sunday. Still exists. I mean, it's one of the things I love about the NFL. How about the Detroit Lions, with the worst record in the NFL going into Sunday, beating the Arizona Cardinals, with the best record in the NFL, 30-12. to It wasn't even close. They beat them by 18. I mean, they beat them by 18. It was domination. That's the part that's surprising. Not that they won the game. It's the manner in which they won the game. And I'd say the same for the Saints. 9 nothing in an NFL football game. They shut out Thomas, Edward, Patrick, Brady. Are you kidding me? Now, in fairness to Brady, and we'll get into it, but... That Saints D-line killed the Bucs O-line and all of his weapons got injured. But still, Lions and Saints proving any given Sunday is a very, very real thing. The only other theme that released out to me was Dante Foreman, Craig Reynolds, Duke Johnson. I mean, I think all three of those guys, I believe, would have been available for any team to sign like I don't know five weeks ago six weeks ago they were at best they were on a practice squad they might have been nowhere but if you're on a practice squad anybody else can sign you and yet they go out there and they play that well are you kidding me I mean think about that for a second those guys are all doing whatever and then they're able to go out there and play that well like they did it's it's really pretty remarkable when you think about it and it says something about something when it comes to the running back position that's the way I would describe it it certainly says something about something you know what else says something about something your car's battery there's no better place to go than AutoZone why because they're America's number one battery destination. That's why. Why number one? Okay, that's a lot of whys. For starters, they're the only place that carries proven tough Duralast batteries. They've got an extensive line of replacement batteries. Their replacement batteries started just 79 99 They've even got free battery testing and charging. Sometimes you might think your battery's the issue, but really it's your starter alternator. I've been there too. I actually thought the opposite. AutoZone also has free battery charging. So if you simply need to charge, they can help you with that too. Need I say more? I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Next time you're in need of battery help or to get your battery ready for harsh winter weather, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Duck
1: Steaks. All right, let's start with the game on Saturday. Jonathan Taylor rushing for 170 yards, including a 67-yard touchdown that helped the Colts beat the Pats 27-17.
0: Really good game. Really good, entertaining game. Um, I enjoyed that on a Saturday night. That was fun to watch. I was at a Christmas party, and I was basically watching the whole game while they were doing it's called, I don't know, Dirty Santa or White Elephant. Those are fun, but it was also fun watching the way the Colts played. It just felt like the Colts had more intensity. It just felt like the the game was more important to the Colts. I mean, they're up 17 nothing at halftime on the strength of Jonathan Taylor's running. They blocked a the punt for a touchdown, which was uh, Ray Bubba Ventrone, who was a teammate of mine in New England in 05 and 06, going out there and blocking a punt. And they got great interceptions by both Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke. So that was the first half. Wentz didn't really do very much. I mean, he did actually pretty little other than quarterback sneaks and a bad interception in the fourth quarter as he went 5 of 12 for 57 yards. He almost threw several other interceptions, by the way. However, the Colts kept that door open for a Patriots comeback as Mac Jones started to heat up. I was very surprised that Belichick, with nine minutes left, kicked a field goal to go from 20 to 7 to 20 to 10. That surprised me. I didn't really agree with it. I don't think you have enough time at that point to go from down two scores to down two scores. That proved to be prescient on my part. Although the Colts did, I mean, the Patriots did get to 2017. And it was sort of, uh, as they say, nut-cutting time for the Colts. But then Jonathan Taylor, 67-yard touchdown burst just before the two-minute warning. You know, he probably should have gone down. I haven't seen... Um, any of the win probability things on this, he probably should have gone down at the one yard line. Then it would have been the two minute warning. Then after that, they run a play. Patriots call one timeout. But I can see, I can see the other argument too, because at that point, if he's inside the ten, he wouldn't have been able to take the clock all the way down. And so, but even then, then the Colts kick a field goal. Worst case scenario, you'd think with like twenty seconds left or whatever it would be. And then the Patriots need a touchdown. But um, anyway, all Jonathan Taylor did there was kill my even money teaser with the Patriots. Thank you very much, Jonathan Taylor.
1: Tux Takes. The Cowboys defense scored 15 points. The offense added another six to beat the Giants 21 to six.
0: How about them Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, listen, the Giants offense is really struggling. I think the Cowboys' defense deserves a lot of credit, but the offense, really struggling. Saquon had a fumble that was a terrific play by Demarcus Lawrence. I didn't realize that was Saquon's first fumble ever in the NFL. That's amazing. Demarcus Lawrence made a couple big plays. Mike Glennon had an interception. I mean, the Giants get stuffed on a quarterback sneak from their own 29. Seems pretty clear, moving on from Jason Garrett, was not exactly the uh the answer. Jake from Jake from State Fromm, eventually came in for Mike Glennon, but didn't really make a difference. He did get them down into like the red zone, goal to go into the, end of the situ- at, at the end of the game, still wasn't able to get them in the end zone. Uh Trayvon Diggs had another interception. I think that was a I don't know that was a Mike Glennon throw, but Trayvon Diggs had another one that's 10. I thought the um The usage of Micah Parsons by Dan Quinn was interesting. Certainly not going to help him for defensive player of the year. He didn't rush that much. He played off the ball for the most part. Had had made a really nice play on coverage against Kenny Galladay. Um, He did get some pressure on some of the turnovers, but still not racking up the stats like some of these other guys, Nick Bosa, TJ Watt, are. Sterling Shepard tore his Achilles. It's a brutal injury, but especially when you do it December 19th because, you know, it's going to affect his season next year as well. Dallas Dallas offense is still kind of struggling. I will say this. uh, Tony Pollard definitely gives them some juice. And the Giants defense plays hard. That is one area where they absolutely deserve credit. That group on that side of the ball absolutely plays very, very hard. And it's kind of crazy, but it feels like they're almost more productive with Devontae Booker, you know, getting the ball than Saquon Barkley.
1: Huh? Houston Texans won their eighth straight against the Jaguars. Final score in this one,
0: 30-16. Well, so there's a lot to get to here. Um, actually, there's not at all. Davis Mills... Played really well again. The Jags, moving on from Urban Meyer, didn't help. They are a struggling football team, really in every facet, not able to get touchdowns, for the most part settling for field goals. I think they only scored a touchdown when they had a fan in the end zone. Traymon Smith for the Texans had a kickoff return for a touchdown. And, you know, don't look now, but the Texans are playing better football late in the year. Davis Mills is certainly playing better football late in the year, which is great. Good for them because the Jaguars certainly are not. The Jags now uh, are in pole position for the number one overall pick.
1: Ducks takes. Big Ben moves into fifth place all time career passing yardage list, surpassing Philip Rivers. Steelers nineteen thirteen winners over the Titans.
0: This was an awesome game. This was a really, really awesome game. I mean, the Titans were running over the Steelers early in the game. I think Tannehill, you know, got like three yards on a quarterback sneak for a touchdown. It just felt like the Titans were the ones punching the Steelers in the mouth. And by the way, for the game, Dante Foreman had a really good game. I mean, he he is he he's an NFL back. He's impressive. He is powerful. A couple times, short yardage. He just kept running his feet. He's been a really nice addition for the Titans that they absolutely needed. Um, Pat Friermuth had his second concussion since week 12. That's always a little concerning. But really, the, uh, the story of this game was T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward, these guys refused to let the Steelers lose. Those guys were both awesome as usual. Julio Jones re-injured his hamstring again as usual. It is unbelievable how often that that has happened. And how about this? The Titans had 39 minutes time of possession, and yet they still lost. And that's because the Steelers forced three turnovers in the fourth quarter. Just in the fourth quarter, the Steelers forced three turnovers, and Joe Hayden made an incredible tackle on uh, late in the game against the Titans receiver. Right, It was fourth down right at the sticks, and a perfect, solid form tackle by Joe Hayden. Love that. Love a cornerback having a nice tackle like that. And initially, the Titans got like a ridiculous spot that they weren't even really. I mean, the guy was not even close to the first down, but the bad spot made it look a lot closer than it actually was.
1: Miami Dolphins extend their winning streak to six games thanks to Duke Johnson's two touchdowns. 31-24 the final.
0: That's where you were, right, Bri?
1: yes friday afternoon once the eagles game got postponed we scrambled and called the dolphins and said hey we're coming on down and they said great come on down and they treated us to lasagna eggplant parm and key lime pie
0: you know what they had key lime pie when i was there for that ravens thursday night game and you know what i realized i kind of like key lime pie oh
1: it's awesome yeah
0: i didn't realize it's it's very refreshing Now I can see why it's like uh, an Italian ice flavor. You know, it's like got that. I don't know. I feel like I don't need to brush my teeth after I have key lime pie. Does that make sense?
1: It's very cleansing.
0: Yeah, it's it's cleansing. You had a good game, Bri. Uh, You had a really good game. I, by the way, didn't have a game. I'll have one tonight. So I'll have press box spread evaluation tomorrow. Although I did eat. I did have some good food this weekend. That's why you got to be on social media at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Hmm. I had some French toast with some apple compote on top. I had Stromboli Friday night, which was delicious. I had uh, like meatballs and then I put a bunch of Mac, a heaping of Mac and cheese on top of a heaping of pulled pork. Pretty nice, pretty nice eating weekend for your boy. Anyway, the Jets got off to a great start. Duke Johnson had it, but but here's the thing. Early on in the game, the Jets were entertaining. They were tricky on offense. It was impressive. And it was not a great day for Tua. He did not play particularly well. He had a pick six, but guess what? Kudos to Brian Flores. Kudos to the Dolphins. They kept battling and they won anyway. I mean, worst game two was played in a while. But as I mentioned earlier in my themes of the day, talking about Duke Johnson, he had a huge day. He played very, very well. And that was a resilient, impressive win by the Dolphins. To come back from down two scores, to come back when your quarterback's not playing well, that was, that was legit. Tuck stakes.
1: Major upset in Detroit. The Lions beat the Cardinals 30-12. to 12. You already alluded to it earlier. Anything more?
0: Yeah, a couple of things. Number one, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is starting to play much, much better football. In fact, he was so good, and this win was so surprising, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to make Jared Goff my in-the-zone player of the week presented by AutoZone. Congratulations, Jared. There is no higher honor in the sport of football, but he deserves it. I mean, 21 of 26, 216 yards, three touchdown passes against what had been a pretty good Arizona Cardinals defense. I mean, he lit them up. And it wasn't just Jared Goff, by the way, although he was the focal point. You only have five incompletions the whole game. You have a very good chance to be the auto zone, in the zone, performance of the week. It felt like the Cardinals were kind of sleeping, sleepwalking through the game. I think their coach, Cliff Kingsbury, even said that after the game. The Lions possessed the ball almost the first half. It was like the Cardinals... And when they got on the field, the Cardinals, they had three and out, and then they couldn't get the ball back. And by the way, I tweeted this yesterday at Ross Tucker NFL. Very impressed by the performance of Craig Reynolds. Second game in a row. He is a one-cut, downhill, hard-running, hard-charging running back. He's a former undrafted free agent from Kutztown. Division Two Kutztown, which is a state school where I'm from in Berks County, Pennsylvania, and he can play. I mean, he had over 100 yards. That's two games in a row, over 75 yards. He's a legit NFL back. Cut seven times, happy for him. But that's part of my theme. All these running backs that are proving Duke Johnson and Foreman and Craig Reynolds. Anyway, how about the Lions D2? Charles Harris. Amani O'Rourke, Jalen Reeves, Mabin, all playing really well on defense for the Lions. That was a surprising, surprising outcome. But we told you to be looking that way on the Even Money podcast last
1: week. Tuck Stakes. Buffalo Bills snapped their two-game losing streak, 31-14 over the Panthers.
0: Well, first of all, uh, Zane Gonzalez, the kicker for Carolina, got hurt in pregame warm-ups. They had no kicker. Watching the video of the regular position players attempting to kick, it's unbelievable how bad they look. They look as bad trying to kick as kickers look trying to do other football things. It just goes to show there's a reason why, you know, people specialize and become professionals in something in life. Devin Singletary actually got a bunch of touches for the Bills. Can't say I was expecting that, but he was the workhorse, 22 carries. Ultimately, though, the Panthers' offense is a tough watch. I mean, they are brutal. It feels like they only really have a chance when Cam runs. You know, that's another one where firing the offensive coordinator has had zero impact whatsoever.
1: Ducks takes... Bengals beat the Broncos 15 to 10, now tied for first place in the AFC North. And good news, uh, looks like Teddy Bridgewater is going to be okay.
0: Right, it's getting scary. Same for the Jets game that you were at, Bri, with Elijah Riley. You know, it's never, it's always a, an uncomfortable scene when somebody gets a head or neck injury, and they put them on the backboard. And they removed the face mask. It's just, it's not a good scene. And that's what happened to Teddy Bridgewater. It happened to Elijah Riley, who I happen to know pretty well from his days at Army, the safety for the Jets at the game you were at. Anyway, this game, this Bengals-Broncos game was a really good game. It was a field goal fest in the first half. Really, it was a field goal fest until Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Both defenses were really impressive. And then all of a sudden, Drew Locke led a touchdown drive on a, uh, on a deep ball to Tim Patrick right after Bridgewater got hurt. But then Joe Burrow and the Bengals immediately answered with a big play to Tyler Boyd. And that was sort of the game right there. That was all the scoring in the game. There you go. Ducks takes.
1: 49ers won their fifth out of their last six games as they beat the Falcons 31-13.
0: Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan was under constant duress throughout this game. He he was never settled, never. Nick Bosa is a total monster, was all over him. They actually got – Matt Ryan actually got a pretty good game out of Kyle Pitts, his best game in a while. But the Falcons came up small time and again in the red zone. They actually had their chances to make this a heck of a game. But they could not get it done in the red zone. And I think they had been pretty good in the red zone up until that point. But I think they had three points on like four drives inside the 10. Kudos to the um, major kudos to the Niners for bending but not breaking in those situations.
1: Ducks takes. Green Bay Packers become the first team to secure a playoff spot this season. They win the NFC North after the Ravens missed a two-point conversion in the final minute of the game. Green Bay walks away with a 31-30 win.
0: Yeah, this was another awesome, awesome football game. There was officially no Lamar Jackson, but early on it was the Tyler Huntley to Mark Andrews show. Mark Andrews finished with 10 catches, 136 yards, two touchdowns, both in the first half as the The Ravens had to lead like 14-7, but then the Packers just kept coming. Uh, Their backup offensive line, I think they have backups at almost every position. They're without like their three or four best O-linemen. It's really impressive. Shout out Adam Stenovich, the Packers O-line coach. It's really crazy impressive what they've been able to do. Uh, Devontae Adams kept beating double teams which is unacceptable. You cannot let a guy, when you have a double team, when you have help, and Troy Aikman did a good job on the broadcast pointing this out, you must play to your help. You must play outside leverage and funnel the player to your help. You cannot get beat where your responsibility is when you have help. You have to know this. Ravens lost more guys. Tavon Young, Tyree Phillips, the corner Tavon Young, the tackle Tyree. What else is new, right? Um, I thought Tyler Huntley was very impressive in the comeback. Very impressive. You know, he leads them all the way back down two touchdowns. Harbaugh went for two again. I don't mind going for two there. I understand the logic. Like, okay, let's try to win it here. we got a better chance. Although... When you go for two, if you go up by one, then the Packers know they need a field goal. They go for it on fourth downs, and I just think Rodgers probably gets the field goal anyway. I just don't like the half-roll option. I mean, throwing the ball to Mark Andrews was Huntley's only option there. He didn't really have a very good run option, and there was no other receivers that side of the field. Didn't like that play as well. Shout-out to Marquez valdez Scantling. He actually had a really nice game for uh, the Packers when they absolutely had to have it. They needed him to have a big game. He did. Overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. VISA, a network working for
1: everyone. Ducks takes. And finally, Sunday Night Football with the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers shut out at home, 9-0 against the Saints. It's the seventh straight win for the Saints over Tampa Bay. And my question to you, Ross, which was a bigger upset, this game or Detroit-Arizona?
0: Detroit-Arizona, um, I think de- when we did the Even Money podcast, Arizona was favored by fourteen, and New Orleans or Tampa was favored by eleven, so it was it was more of an upset. Um, certainly, that Detroit won. Plus, the Saints are a good team. I mean, Saints are a, they're a seven and seventeen, and and they both ended up winning by two scores. I think it was just sort of stunning the manner in which the Saints did it. Cam Jordan, Anya Mata, Marcus Davenport. They really took it to that Bucs O-line. I mean, they, they took it to those guys. And once the, the Bucks lost Godwin, and then they lost Mike Evans, and then they lost Fournette, you could just kind of knew it wasn't going to be their night. Now, I still thought they would score some points. It's an unbelievable job by Dennis Allen and the Saints. Just incredible. And offensively, Taysom Hill, you know, with that throw to Callaway and getting Kamara involved, Taysom Hill and the Saints did just enough offensively. It was a pretty good performance by the Bucks on defense, but they did just enough to go ahead and get, get that win. Very impressive. Obviously a win they had to have for the playoff race. Some shout-outs are in order, as always. Pizza Boy Brewing, but of course. Culture. Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College
1: Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.